have no opinion on the correctness of Shang-Chi versus Shang-Chi, or Khazar versus Khazar, or the Submariner versus the Submariner, or even Man-Thing versus Man-Thong. And then there's Adam Bernstein and Doug Bost, two men who should have better things to do but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. Well, this is our first time reconvening in the same uh, recording studio. In a while, in at least a year, right? Longer, maybe. Wow. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back! Yeah. You know, it's become... We, we do episodes of uh, Grown-Ass Men a little less regularly, but with no less passion. No. We still have the passion... For the nerdiness. I so deeply am committed to grown-ass men as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and a way of life. <laughs> they will rip this podcast from my cold, dead hands. That's right. Well, you know, we're a little late to the party, but we're talking about Shang-Chi. Yes. Who knows the Buddha better than everybody that you know? Shang-Chi! talking about the character as well as the movie that right. we went to see and um, we did see the movie and we did some live on the scene commentary as we often do today september 9th right 2021 we have decided there was no question yeah. there was no question we, we, had we couldn't wait we're not going to wait for it to be on tv we're at the alamo draft house i don't know let's find out which theater we're in. I have been into Shang-Chi heavily since 1974, which is like 47 years ago. <laughs> I bought those issues right away. They had the magazine Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, which often had Shang-Chi and Iron Fist. And like, that is why <laughs> I am seeing the movie now, despite the risk of the Delta variant. <laughs> and despite despite pronouncing it Shang-Chi when the movie is saying it's Shang-Chi, yes. I'm, I'm still going. <clears throat> We've been saying it wrong, apparently, due to Steve Englehart's error. For 47 years. For 47 years. I did contact Paul Galassi today, and we shared a number of emails. Oh, good. And I said, just need 10 minutes of your time on Zoom. He's like, Adam, I can't right now. I'm so freaking swamped. Everyone in the world wants to talk to me. I didn't say anything back. I went and did my thing. He immediately starts emailing me back. He goes, oh man, we should just go to a bar and drink now. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> tell, tell us where it's in Seattle or, or Portland. Then he sent me a thing that said, 
It's grossed over ninety million dollars already. It's huge. It's is huge. he happy with it? Does, does he? Has he said? We what didn't he get liked? into anything like that. I, I, to do this, have everyone in the world want to interview you? It's probably kind of a time-consuming activity. But I said to him, I go, "Don't complain, man. You did this all those years ago, and you're finally seeing the fruits." You're really seeing the fruits of what we all knew was a great book. I hope he's getting some of the fruits of this. I certainly hope so. He did not create the character. Again, Jim Starlin created this character. With Steven. What is he's Star done? Starlin's every, amazing. He's done. He should be a billion. He should be richer than Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I know he's not. But he has really been in on you know, the creation of some of the most major characters in the films. It's incredible. Starlin is amazing. He ignores me every time I, <laughs> he ignores me. Well, step one is to see the movie. <laughs> see what right. we think of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm psyched for it. I am psyched for it. Why did I run to this movie? Because Master of Kung Fu is in the top three of my all-time favorite books. You had all those books. I had them all. I mean, now I think I have three copies of each one. <laughs> it's like someone will just buy, oh, you probably love this one. I go, oh, yeah, I'll take another. You know, but A those lot books. of talented people went through those books, too. Oh, talented man. artists and writers worked on Shang-Chi over the years. I mean, the fact that Starlin and Engelhardt created it, and they don't even have the most famous run. Right. You know? Who would you say is the most famous run? Oh, by far, uh, Doug Mensch and Paul Galassi is by far. And it keeps growing and growing, even though people love later on when the... Who was took over? Well, I know Keith Pol Pollard did some art. I first started paying Gene, attention somebody. when Mike Zeck, Mike Zeck was the artist. That's when I really first started paying attention. But I agree. When I go back to look at Galassi's stuff, it's amazing. Gene Day? Is that? Yeah, Gene Day. Gene Day was before Mike Zeck. You know, they're all good because they were taking it. They went with the character, the original intent of this out of place person who happens to be a master of kung fu and then is in britain mm -hmm. you know and he's kind of hooked up in a james bondian kind of scene and has stuff from that and he's not cheerful you know he's like he doesn't he's he feels out of place wherever he is very philosophical right very philosophical and i just thought they did it so well i mean yeah. it always looked great but they wrote it well so I was loving that when it came out. It's a long time ago now. And there was no way I was going to not go as soon as it came out. You know, so we hopped on, you know, hopped on the subway, got into the theater and checked it out. Okay. <laughs> leaving leaving the movie. Hot take. Kind of uh, charming but long. Charming but long. Not what I expected at all. A real departure from the comic in certain ways more than any of the other Marvel movies. 
better. That's a bold statement. I don't know if I'm really right with it's that. A but... It's a bold statement. <laughs> and what do you think, now that you've had a little time to think about it, maybe read some things about it, what was your opinion? Well, when I think back on the, the knee-jerk reaction I had after we saw the movie, I think I was a little more forgiving than I am now. Now, yes. looking back on it, at, you know, it's been a few weeks since I saw the movie. It's really kind of faded. And the character who you're talking about is not the character in the movie, really. No. I mean, he. a lot of the same events have happened to him. But this guy is a real... The guy in the movie, Shang-Chi in the movie, is a very lovable, funny, appealing guy who just... He's a little like Peter Parker, hmm. the way they the way they do him a little more good point and i never saw that in the comics in the comics he was always much more he's alone he's so solid even when he has yeah a female companion he's alone yeah you know and like yeah they had to completely shift the whole story and character to do the kind of movie they wanted to do appropriate for this time period with an all asian cast and writers and crew, which was great. I celebrate I, that a hundred percent. And I will say, I really enjoyed the first half of the movie. Mm -hmm. First half of the movie was a lot of fun. It's not like the comics, but that's okay. It was just a, it was a, a new thing, and I, I really enjoyed it. Second half of the movie got too crazy for me. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. There's dragons, and there's, you know, other dimensions opening up, and I was like, whoa, this is not, <laughs> this is not where we started out. I mean, so, Fu Manchu definitely had some of those elements, but that's not really where they ultimately went with the book. Yeah. You know, it was really much more, he got into those spies and that kind of thing. I just thought that was a much more intriguing way to do it. I also I, thought in the movie, they didn't quite know what to do with Aquafina, Because I, I think Aquafina is great, and she is kind of a scene stealer. She's just such a talented person. Mm-hmm. In, in every way. And I think they didn't know exactly whether to give her superpowers and make her an equal with Shang-Chi. Or is she his girlfriend? Like, they didn't really know what was going... But they couldn't ignore her because as soon as you put her in anything, she's, she, she's magnetic. And you're like, oh, who's that person? Right. It's almost like she'll become something later down yeah. the road. Yeah. You know, Which is good. do the Which second version, the second episode. <laughs> yeah. The second film. For me, it was noticeable when Galassi took over the book how extraordinary his work was. Mm -hmm. And he's still great. He still does stuff. And But he's one of my all-time favorites. He's obviously, was as we talked about many years ago in the episodes we did, talking with him, such a big Starenko influence at that time. And the stuff just looks incredible. And... We were lucky enough to do two episodes with him early on. and He was so, a great guest. He's a great guest. Such a nice guy. You did a great theme song for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I contacted him again. I said, Paul, right. what's up? Grown-ass men on the, you know, on the lookout to talk with you again. Two or three weeks went by. I said, knocking at your door then. Five minutes, man, on the Zoom. And he said, at this point, I would rather have Root Canal. <laughs> I'm buried with requests. Requests. I don't even want to order Chinese food at this point. 
a little bit uh, well, off color there, okay. but 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 you know, I understand. We'll let it let it slide for the moment, you know. But I'd rather have root canal. Yeah, because he's he's getting so many requests for interviews about this master of kung fu. Yeah, and it's mixed for them because, as with other creators, as we've often talked about. They're not getting their due. Right. Yeah, everybody's knocking on the door for an interview. Wow, you drew that stuff. You know, but when it comes to uh, having some compensation from actually from Marvel or Disney, you know, they try to screw them over. And he said that. You know, a later email said, well, what did you think about the movie? And I basically said what we've been just chatting about. We thought it was okay. The first half was okay. And it was kind of disappointing. We were attached to the original book. And he said, well, you needed to have Clive Reston and Lika Wu in there. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I, agree I would have put Blackjack Tar in there, too. But definitely Lika Wu. Yeah, you got to have the... They were great characters yeah. for him. Like the comic, he said. You know, The bottom line, Doug and I created Razor Fist, who appears in the film, thank God. We'll make a buck there. He's going to make a buck. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... I mean, he'll make something, but it's like, just the fact that he has to even, like, be complaining to some schmo who just happens to like the book, me. I mean, it's just not right. No one would be caring about that movie at all if they didn't do that stuff. Exactly. If he hadn't done that work. If he hadn't sat alone and drawn those incredible... Pictures of a sweaty Shang-Chi. Nobody right. would make this movie now. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting when we saw the movie, and maybe I said this um, before, was, you know, when they... The credits at the end of a Marvel movie are so long. Yeah. You know, we saw Black Widow, so long, the credits. So many special effects people that they're in, like, four columns across, you know, racing up the screen... In the middle of all of those people who do the motion capture, all the different types of special effects, different computer effects, in the middle of them, they say, thanks to, and then they start listing, Larry Lieber, Paul Galassi, you know, all the, right. you know, Steve Ditko, any of the people who contributed in any way. And, you know, for Master of Kung Fu, it was Doug Mensch and Paul. Jim Starlin, Steve Engelhart. Mike Zeck and all these people. Right. But to bury those names in with the people who did the motion capture on a background character in the movie, it's, it can't last like that. Like, that can't be the way these people get credit in 20 years. Was that your last communication with, with Paul Galassi? I believe that was... Basically, it's the it. last you heard from. Yeah, him. that was it. I, I, you know, I was gonna let him off the hook. I mean, I could tell. <laughs> it's not my. Uh, I'm sure some hosts of a podcast would be like, just try to wear him down. I wasn't feeling that was my style or that important to do that. Well, I've got his home address, and so I was thinking <laughs> this weekend road trip Portland drive to Portland. Portland. <laughs> That's a long drive. I don't Wherever know if you can make lives, it in a yeah. weekend. <laughs> You know, I think he just, he asked me where, you live out here? I'm like, no. Because I always felt like he's like, 
let's just go out and have a drink right and not talk about yes, it yes i'm sure you that know? would be you could just tell me that you love you know sirius on six uh you know that little uh yeah he's piece. just a fun guy to hang out with yeah i would love to i always said to him if we're out there i will look you up what are the things from the original comic that you missed the most in the movie of shang chi i wanted to see him in a play i don't you know ever since the first spider-man and the, even the first batman or the second batman why are we always fighting on a public bus? What's up with that? I want to see somebody attack Shang-Chi in a place where they can really fight, and it's about the fight. Enter the dragon style. I want to see the fighting. I want to see the mastery. I like a James Bond film. I want it more... I don't need it to be so... mystical, like... Disney mystical, not like real mystical, like philosophy, you know, where people are really, you know, discussing the situation that they're in and why they're in that. There was none of that in this. What I missed the most was the the, the character from the comic books, the sort of brooding, um, you know, reluctant hero, didn't want to fight, but felt like he needed to all the time. I, I kind of missed that guy. But... I did like the fights in this movie. Yeah. I, I thought um, the fight on the bus was kind of... It was probably my favorite. I, I know what you're saying, that there's a public transportation. They just love <laughs> to do that all the time. But I did like it in this movie. And um, I also liked the fight at the beginning between his father and mother. Right. When you see them in that crazy world. Because that was more like one of the fights... Not so much a fight in Enter the Dragon as a fight in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I thought was, I thought it was pretty cool. Right. The um, the thing that I missed from the comics though was the in the comics there would be these fun, sometimes a whole issue with Shang Chi getting into a building and going from room to room, section to section of the building, fighting his way. Right. to the top and you know usually razor in my mind anyway razor fist would be there at the end right but um there was something about like the process it was almost like uh, uh watching a, a break-in movie or a heist movie where the the process of getting someplace was fun to watch yeah sure i mean i think it the original series existed solely because of Bruce Lee's success with mm -hmm. his movies. Mm -hmm. So they based a lot of it. I mean, he looked like Bruce Lee. He had the same body. Right. You know? And even in the earliest issues, I remember when Starlin was drawing it, these scenes will open up. He's meditating. You know, and then somebody tries to attack him. He's just trying to do sitting meditation and somebody will jump on him and he's like oh I gotta fight this guy can I like just sit here am I right that the reason they did the first Marvel comics of Shang-Chi was that they couldn't get the rights to Kung Fu the TV series that may be true I they don't know they couldn't adapt it to the comics they couldn't get the rights to adapt it so they had to 
find some other source material. Well, they knew that it was exploding. Right. So they, like they always did with everything, it's like we're taking advantage of that. Right. You know, whether it's Millie the Model or, or motorcycles whatever. with Ghost Rider or, or yeah. whatever. <clears throat> yeah, whatever it's going to be. I don't know where they got the idea for Man Thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> From Swamp Thing, I think. Swamp Thing. But like, you know, yeah, they saw the craze was on the horizon, and they're like, we have to capitalize on this. Anyway. Well, this is a, you know, an important subject that we're, that we're broaching. Very important. I mean, we can get into the Black Widow movie at some point. I don't know if we're going to get into it and have a lot to say on it because it's not it's, that much to say about the Black Widow movie. Yeah, it was I kind wish there of was. like a bum. It was a bummer in some. We ways. could talk about what if sometime. Yeah, we could talk about what if. I think we've already talked about what if. What's going to What's going to be on our next episode, Adam? I do think our next episode will be with the great J. M. DeMatteis. I can't wait. Yeah, and he's done so much. I mean, we were looking at his, uh, you know, incredibly prolific guy. Yeah, one of the things we're going to focus on when the reason I got in touch with him is that he wrote a tweet, a few tweets about his love for Steve Gerber and his importance. So, you know, we could talk to him about his great work and mm -hmm. also, you know, talk about Steve's work too. So That'd be great. there's a lot of great stuff on the horizon. <laughs> Grown-ass man.